0: Welcome to My Fairy Katie, a film review podcast. I, Katie Schimmick, watch movies with my dad.
1: That'd be me, Scott Schimmick.
0: Together we will dive into sometimes deep, but hopefully always fun discussions of classic films. Today's movie is Pride of the Yankees.
1: The private life of a great public hero. That one's okay. It's okay. Intimate and thrilling drama of a hero of the headlines. Wait, I'm going to try this one out. Intermittent thrilling drama of a hero of the headlines. The girl who had his love and shared his life, but dared not question his one secret.
0: (laughs) Why did you do it like that?
1: Uh, That was my 1930s radio announcer voice.
0: Oh, okay. That sounded like a mystery movie.
1: Yeah, it sounded like a murder mystery, didn't it? It's the Great American Story.
0: (laughs) I don't like that one at all.
1: No. It's not really a very great American story, is it? That would be Rocky. (laughs) The crowd worshiped him. One woman understood him. Oh it's a
0: little dramatic. Made in 1942, The Pride of the Yankees stars Gary Cooper as the Iron Horse Lou Gehrig.
1: Babe Ruth stars as Babe Ruth.
0: Sam Wood directed Pride of the Yankees. He also directed a My Fair Katie favorite, Goodbye Mr. Chips.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Just saying goodbye, Mr. Chips has you a little teary-eyed
0: so, young Henry Lou Gehrig, a son of German immigrants, wants to play baseball. His mother, who is a cook, wants him to be an engineer. Lou enrolls at Columbia. He is popular and a great athlete, even though he must work as a waiter in his fraternity house. When sports writer Sam Blake catches Lou playing baseball, he begins to write about him. One day, Blake goes to the fraternity to see if Lou is interested in playing for the New York Yankees. Because some of the other boys had pranked him, Lou thinks that Sam is a part of it and throws him out. Later, when he learns that Sam is on the up-and-up, Lou is excited, but sheepishly declines, saying that he's going to be an engineer. One night, Lou's mother becomes very ill and goes to the hospital. Worried that his mother will not get the care she needs, and given her their means, Lou secretly signs up with the Yankees to earn enough money to keep her in a private hospital.
1: Should I do this in my 30s announcer voice? No. While she recovers, Lou and his father let her believe that he has enrolled at Harvard, although he's playing for the Yankees' farm team in Hartford. Lou becomes known for his work ethic and consistent performance on the diamond. It doesn't take long before he is called up by the New York Yankees. Mom is angry and disappointed when she learns the truth because she wants Lou to take advantage of other opportunities that America offers. She soon accepts her son's decision. The shy but very likable Lou eventually becomes the team's first baseman after Wally Pip gets hurt. In Chicago, Lou meets Eleanor Twitchell, the daughter of the hot dog king of Chicago. She playfully calls him Tanglefoot after he trips on some bats. When the team next travels to the Windy City, Lou asks Eleanor out, and soon the two fall in love. Despite Mom's jealousy over not remaining Lou's best girl, Lou proposes to Eleanor. Although Lou's mother and Eleanor have friction at first, Lou smoothes things over and assures Eleanor that she is the manager of their team. I love talking in that <laughs> radio voice. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
0: Why don't you do that voice for the rest of the day?
1: You think I can keep it up? Yeah. Do you think I can keep it up? <laughs> I think mommy will probably bash me over the head with a frying pan (laughs) if I try.
0: (laughs) As the year passed, the Iron Horse remains happy in his career and his marriage. In 1938, shortly after Lou is honored for playing his 2000 consecutive game, he begins to notice a strange weakness in his arm. His playing and coordination worsened, and by the 1939 season, his play was so bad that he is benched for the first time in his career. Lou goes for medical tests and learns that he must give up baseball and that he is terminally ill. Lou does not want Eleanor to know how serious his ailment is, but she guesses the truth. Eleanor maintains the pretense that he will recover. With his career over, Lou is honored at a special ceremony held at Yankee Stadium. In front of thousands of fans and standing behind former teammates, Lou delivers a timeless speech praising his family and colleagues. He ends by saying, people all say that I have had a bad break, but today, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth.
1: Just give me a minute. (laughs) Okay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) AFI ranks this as the number three sports movie of all time.
0: Rocky's number one, right?
1: Yeah, you can call Rocky number one. Number two. Okay. Behind Raging Bull, which we're not going to watch on this podcast.
0: Good, because it's not as good as Rocky.
1: Well, okay. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 93, popcorn rating 89, and IMDb of 7.7.
0: The IMDb seems a little low for the other numbers.
1: Yeah, maybe a little bit. Remember who's rating it. Yeah. So the Pride of the Yankees won a bunch of Oscars. It won Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Writing Original Story, Best Writing Screenplay, and Film Editing. It was also nominated for Best Cinematography, Black and White, Best Art Direction, Interior Decoration, Black and White. <laughs> Not exterior decoration, just interior.
0: Do you think that the mom picked it all out?
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, Best Sound, Recording, Best Effects, Special Effects.
0: What special effects were there?
1: Um, The little boy hitting the baseball over the fence <laughs> Which actually didn't look so good It looked like it shot out of a cannon Um, Best music scoring of a dramatic or comedy picture <laughs> What other types of pictures are there? Sad Musical? Maybe they're not counting musicals I don't know Anyway, it was nominated for a bunch of Oscars and won a bunch of Oscars. Ear muffs? Nothing really objectionable <laughs> in this one.
0: <laughs> There's some smoking.
1: Oh, there was there was a little bit of kissing between married people mm-hmm. only. Yeah. Even when they were dating, they didn't kiss cuz that would have been inappropriate. There was a little bit of creepy thing going on with mom. <laughs> Yeah. Mom was a little too protective of her son. I can't hear you making faces. you got to say out loud what you're thinking.
0: You I know. think we should just leave it at that. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. So I guess before the movie you weren't very familiar with Lou Gehrig. Mm-mm. That's a shame because he, he was a quiet guy, but he was an amazing baseball player. Probably one of the 20 greatest baseball players of all time. He was part of the Murderer's Row with Babe Ruth. 1927 Yankees you know why they called it murderers row
0: because they were really good they would kill the other team (laughs) that's
1: right every guy up on the lineup was a murderer of the other pitcher so Lou he wore number four because he batted fourth Babe wore number three because he batted third Lou Gehrig was so good that in that 1927 year he led the league in doubles and RBIs and total bases so he was he was really amazing Unfortunately, he was diagnosed with what was called Lou Gehrig's disease up until not that long ago before people started really calling it ALS in the general public. Obviously, people who know about it would call it ALS, but the general public knew it as Lou Gehrig's disease because of that. Do you know what ALS stands for? Mm -mm. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. You impressed that I know that? I'm
0: impressed that you could read it. <laughs> okay,
1: <fine. laughs> I did read it. Okay, so, who's our hero in this movie? Luke Gehrig. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Was he a good guy? Yeah. Was he too good of a guy? Yeah. Was he an unbelievably good guy? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Was he as good as Tim Tebow?
0: Yeah.
1: Was he better than Tim Tebow?
0: Mm-hmm. How dare you?
1: Okay.
0: My Fair Katie is brought to you this week by Coletti's Candies, the sweetest treats you'll ever eat this side of Bleecker Street.
1: All right, Katie, what time is it?
0: It's time for Daddy Don't Know.
1: What Don't I Know this week?
0: So, in reality, Gary Cooper was decidedly not a fan of baseball and required extensive coaching in order to look even passable on the baseball diamond. That's why they didn't show much baseball action. There
1: was almost no baseball action. Wait a minute. Did Lou Gehrig do anything but, like, swing a bat without actually hitting a ball? Did they show him catching?
0: Um, I don't think so.
1: They didn't show him standing at first base at all, for sure. No, they didn't. No.
0: He has like he never played the game of baseball in his life, not even when he was younger, and he had never seen a baseball game until somebody hired him for this.
1: He had never so. seen a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's a good thing he was a big star. He was famous for, like for westerns, mm-hmm. High Noon, Shane.
0: Not for baseball.
1: <laughs> not for baseball <laughs> until this.
0: Samuel Goldwyn promised Eleanor Gehrig that the movie could be changed any way she wanted it. Because they didn't want it to be too colored and not over-dramatized. They want it to be like his real life.
1: That wasn't overly dramatized? No. I mean, the end wasn't. But his whole marriage thing? Well, that's really sweet if that's true. Yeah. Maybe he is better than Tim Tebow.
0: Maybe he is.
1: No. Yeah. No.
0: You're just saying that because he plays for
1: the Yankees. No, I'm saying that because Tim Tebow is Tim Tebow.
0: Yeah, but Luke Garrick is Luke Garrick.
1: All right. Listen, you might have to get kicked out of the house. Certainly you're going without dinner.
0: (laughs) Yankees catcher Bill Dickey initially turned down Samuel Goldwyn's offer to play himself in the film, saying it would be awful hard for me to call Gary Cooper Lou, whereupon Goldwyn announced that Dickey would be played... At, by Dana Andrews and then Dickie later changed his mind.
1: <laughs> it's probably because he wanted to like punch a guy in the face.
0: Probably. Because
1: <laughs> it was like the best thing he did in the movie.
0: <laughs> and then my last one is Gary Cooper and Teresa Wright played husband and wife again two years later in Casanova Brown.
1: Hmm. Do you want to watch that one? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you?
0: What is it about? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I've never heard of it. But if you want to watch it, we can watch it.
0: Okay. Because
1: I know how much you like them as a couple.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. They're the best sports couple so far. Definitely the least creepy. Okay,
1: let's talk about that for a minute. We got Rocky.
0: And Adrian. A little awkward.
1: At least in Rocky 1. Right, Rocky.
0: Yeah. But that's the only movie that we watch, so we're not counting the other movies. Right,
1: but we've seen the other movies. Yeah. They're more normal the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Karate Kid. <laughs> They're a cute couple. They're a little young for
0: Yeah, I don't
1: the passions that were on display. <laughs> Hoosiers. No. <laughs> Is it just Gene Hackman, or is it just the age difference that the bothers you? The
0: age difference. It's
1: even so even though creepy. he's only like three years older than her in real life.
0: And why'd they make her look so young?
1: Maybe Gene Hackman just looks really old. Gene Hackman looked old when he was like 25. He looked like a 50-year-old man. Yeah,
0: but it's still kind of creepy. Like, it looks creepy. Yeah, she they, looked-
1: they were like 15 years apart. I made that up to test you.
0: Oh, okay, good. <laughs>
1: What about eight men out? Were there any couples in that? There was uh, Lefty and his wife.
0: And um, She was Joe and his wife.
1: And she was Joe and his wife. Were they creepy?
0: And Buck and his wife too, right? Yeah. No, they weren't creepy, but they didn't they didn't really focus on them, so they don't count.
1: <laughs> okay, that's, that's fair. They weren't really part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Except for Lefty. Because they were going to kill his wife.
0: I have a, Why didn't they just call the police and be like, oh, this random guy just came up to me and told me that he was going to kill my wife if I didn't throw the game?
1: Uh, Because <laughs> then they would probably kill his wife and him.
0: Yeah, but then they'd arrest the guy.
1: Yeah. Okay, first of all, this was Chicago in 1919. Chicago was run by gangsters. You were here like Al Capone. Yeah. They own the police. They own the judges. They didn't get in trouble for a reason.
0: Why are we talking about this on this podcast?
1: Um, because you asked me. No, I didn't. Why? You asked me why <laughs> they. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you asked me. No. You, you said. <laughs> you said why didn't they just call the no, police? No, I did
0: not say that.
1: You said, why didn't they just you call the police? I
0: think I don't know who Al Capone is? I taught you about him.
1: Oh, did you? <laughs> Moving on. Right, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy. Who's the bad guy in the movie?
0: Babe Ruth. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Because he seemed okay. like he didn't really like the kid. He was just doing it for the news.
1: Oh, with Billy in the hospital? Yeah. They really made Babe Ruth look bad in that scene. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Babe Ruth was known for going around and help, like, cheering up kids and just spending a lot of time with them because he was an orphan. He grew up in an orphanage. And so he, he actually spent a lot of time with kids.
0: But it didn't make it seem like that in the movie. Also, it bothers me how he was listed second. Cause he's barely in the movie.
1: But he's Babe Ruth.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't matter.
1: But he's the biggest star in American history.
0: Okay, but if Sylvester Stallone was um like had two lines in the movie, like in Guardians of the Galaxy two, that would be like him being second.
1: That's not. Uh, not really. There. No, I, 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 I know, hate I to break know, it to you, honey, I know. But Sylvester Stallone I know. is not Babe Ruth. I know. <laughs> were-
0: I know. I just can't use the example.
1: It'd be like. It'd be like. If Muhammad Ali was in Rocky instead of Carl Weathers, listing him second.
0: Yeah, but Carl Weathers was, like, second anyway, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I'm saying it, That's fine.
0: But Babe Ruth isn't really in the movie. He only <laughs> has, like, five lines in the whole entire movie. And he seems like a mean guy. He seems like a guy who can't take pranks because of the whole hat scene.
1: <laughs> can't so that. I'm pretty sure They didn't make Ruth... him look bad there, too. Okay, fine. Babe Ruth is the bad guy. He's the bad guy.
0: Ask me the next question.
1: Did he have a point? Yes, he did. What was his point? Because
0: Lou Gehrig stole the spotlight.
1: How did Lou Gehrig steal the spotlight?
0: I bet that Babe Ruth could have been way more popular if Lou Gehrig...
1: Way more popular than what? (laughs) He's the most famous person, like, in American history. He's, like, George Washington famous. There are people like your age who have know the name Babe Ruth and have no idea who he is, but they know it's Babe Ruth. I'm not going to hear it from you.
0: Isn't this supposed to be my opinion, not yours?
1: Your opinion has, has no, value, for I'm sure. Just,
0: I don't think Babe Ruth is the villain.
1: Yeah, it's too late. Babe Ruth no. is the villain. Nope, you convinced me. No. Babe Ruth was a bad guy. Well,
0: you think Babe Ruth is a bad guy? I don't think so.
1: Babe Ruth. He had to be cheating. I mean, did you see how he's built? His little chicken legs, and he could hit he like that? But
0: he didn't need to run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he surprisingly fast.
0: Yeah, that's probably because he did a lot of work.
1: You know, he stole 110 bases in his career. That's 110 more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's pretty good for a pitcher he was a pitcher I know do you know that yes because he wasn't a pitcher
0: <laughs> can we delete that please
1: actually he was a pitcher
0: I know <laughs> for the Red Sox
1: yes I was trying to catch you up
0: mm-hmm. you didn't let me I, I don't think baby's a bad guy I don't really think that there's any villains in the movie
1: what about Jean genetics
0: Oh maybe the mom. I'm going to say the mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cuz Okay, she sell would... me on the
1: mom being the bad okay, guy. Okay.
0: Well, she wouldn't let him do his dream like do like become a baseball player. Uh-huh. She seemed a little mad over that. Like a too little mad. No, she seemed a little more A little No, she she seemed very dramatic about it.
1: Yeah.
0: And then also, and also she seemed super jealous about his wife.
1: Uh, like, yeah.
0: too jealous. Like, it's kind of...
1: Yeah. And then the apartment? Or yeah, house. and
0: the apartment, too. Like, she's not going to live there. Why does it matter if it's up to her standard or not? Also, I'm going to just say that their apartment looked lovely when we were looking at it. It looked very nice. I think that she should become a interior designer oh yeah yes <laughs>
1: do you want me to get that wallpaper and put it up in your room mm-hmm. with little roses on it yeah sure okay i can do that did she have a point she's the villain that's their question yeah
0: because she wanted her son to do well did he do well Mm-hmm. he did better than uncle otto
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love when they flipped uncle otto picture around yeah <laughs> like ah he's garbage <laughs> that stupid uncle otto he was just an engineer All right, so what was the setting of the movie? New York. Was that important for the story?
0: I guess, yeah. (laughs) Because it's like a story based on real life.
1: Yeah, you can't really change it. And you can't change it because the Yankees are the Yankees. I mean, would Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth be famous if they were the number three and four hitters for the Cleveland Indians there? I said it.
0: No. No.
1: No. No they wouldn't be any more famous than what, Tris Speaker?
0: Who's that? Exactly. (laughs) Did you just come up with a random name, so I would say who's that? Do you think
1: Tris Speaker (laughs) is like a random name that would pop into my head? Maybe. Tris Speaker is a first-class Hall of Famer. Yeah. (laughs) We have to go to the Hall of Fame. Would you like to go to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Okay, let's go.
0: Is Luke Gehrig in the Hall of Fame?
1: Uh, Yeah, Luke Gehrig's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so how about the craft work of the film, the cinematography?
0: The baseball scenes were not good. There was no baseball scenes in the baseball. <laughs> the baseball scene.
1: scenes were so bad. Yeah. They, I wish he'd gotten like stunt doubles or something and do some baseball. There was no mm-hmm. baseball in this baseball movie.
0: But I guess show. it was more a story about Luke Garrick rather than the Yankees. So maybe that's why they didn't have baseball in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he was a baseball player.
0: <laughs> but his whole life wasn't baseball.
1: No, that's true. So. Okay. <laughs> would it be an interesting movie if he weren't a baseball player? No. If he were an engineer? No. And he died of ALS?
0: No. I don't think it would be called Luke Gehrig's disease. If that was... No, that was, <laughs>
1: that was so. no it definitely wouldn't be called Luke Gehrig's disease. But would it be an interesting movie?
0: No. Maybe. But not as interesting as this one.
1: Yeah, I don't think it gets made. No. <laughs> Alright, so the next question about... The... Gary
0: Cooper would definitely not be in a movie like that, though, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, who knows?
0: Gary Cooper and Luke Erg were, like, about the same age. Really? Only two years apart.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Another fact I didn't know. <laughs> so, the cinematography question i have for you relates to the next category which is music what did you think of the whole scene there with the dancing and then the singing
0: the dancing was too long
1: the dancing was really long they did the whole number
0: and it was it was just the dancing too like it they didn't cut back to Luke. gary it was just the dancing
1: yeah there were no reaction shots or anything showing them like having a cute date it was just the dancing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what about the song it was a Gershwin song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You didn't like the music of the movie?
0: No, it was okay.
1: It needed, like, a big rousing score when he hit the home runs. They didn't really dramatize the home runs he hit for this... No. Sick kid in the hospital. Can you imagine that movie today? How they would film it? It would all be about, like, the middle of the movie would be about that game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which didn't actually happen, but... It didn't? We'll get to that. What about the costume design? <laughs> I mean... It was nominated for an Oscar.
0: One of the scenes where um, Lou Gehrig's wife, there in the in the singing, it looks like she grabbed a shirt and then like a bow from Joanne's and hot glued it on. <laughs> it did.
1: She was crafty. <laughs> I mean, you know, for a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because her dad was the hot dog. The hot dog king of Chicago. Yeah. I wonder if Ferris Bueller got it from that. And Ferris Bueller, he pretends to be the sausage king of Chicago to get a reservation. So how about the special effects? I mean, it was nominated for an Oscar for special effects. I think we talked about that a little bit.
0: There was no special effects in it.
1: It wasn't quite an Avengers movie, was it? No. <laughs> how about the, the uh, editing? Did the story flow well? Yeah,
0: I thought that two hours is really long for a baseball movie. Well, after seeing 8 Men Out, I thought it was. But then watching it, like, it went by really fast.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Better movie than 8 Men Out. Yeah. Nitpicking? I I got a couple of nitpicks. You want to hear them? So, m- mentioning that game. Babe Ruth didn't hit a home run in the 28 series in the same game where Lou Gehrig had multiple homers. So there's no way the whole Billy thing could have happened. There was one game where Babe Ruth hit none and Lou Gehrig hit two. And then the next game, Gehrig hit one and Babe Ruth hit three. But in no game did Gehrig have two and Babe Ruth only had one. You think that ruins the story? No. What about this one? In that home run that he hit, he got four strikes.
0: Didn't they show him getting four strikes, though?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They strike one, strike one, strike two, and then oh, he hits the home run. yeah. <laughs> Not, did that ruin the movie for you? No. Oh, should have. And this was a weird one. I knew that Lou Gehrig had gone to the Mayo Clinic to be diagnosed. And we're watching the movie, he goes to the Scripps Institute. I don't know why they would change that. I mean, the Mayo Clinic is, like, world famous. You think the Mayo Clinic didn't want using their name? Maybe. Do you think the Mayo Clinic is famous because it sounds like a condiment?
0: Mayo. Yeah, I thought that's what it, what you were saying.
1: <laughs> it is what I was saying.
0: Take care of people. They just give them spoons full of mayonnaise. Oh no! <laughs> stop! <laughs> please. Are you have to please. No!
1: Stop!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stomach bug. We have the perfect uh, thing for you. <laughs>
1: Either one of us are having dinner tonight. How about you? You got any nitpicks? No. How about you? You got any unanswered questions? No. I got one. How could the doctor at the clinic be so rude that he would twice answer his intercom while telling somebody that they're terminally ill? How is it possible to be that rude? I
0: don't know. Oh, I have a nitpick.
1: Oh. Okay, well.
0: Well, it's not really a nitpick, but it's, like, kind of annoying. <laughs> Why did Luke Garr get away with so many things because he was a famous baseball player? Oh, you're sneaking around at some random girl's house at 4 a.m.? Oh, yeah, let me come inside with you. Okay, that was creepy. You're getting a ticket? Oh, no, sure. Let, let's just block the traffic for you, no problem. Yep. That doesn't really seem fair, does it?
1: Life isn't fair. You're right. He was a bad guy. Do you think Tim Tebow ever showed up at some girl's house at four in the morning? I bet he did. I bet he didn't. think Tim Tebow ever got an escort to a game?
0: Yeah, I'm sure he did.
1: Just Tim Tebow because he was late? I mean, obviously, they do actually have a place yeah. to for the bus. The team buzz.
0: Yeah, exactly. So.
1: I'm pretty sure he didn't. At the big picture. So, what's the message of the movie?
0: I think the message of the movie is that you should live your life gratefully.
1: I think that's a great message. Do you think it still holds up today? Yeah. I think Tim Tebow lives his life very gratefully. So, overall in cinema history, where would you place this one?
0: Yeah, top 10 sports movies. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Okay. And the Katie Goes Too? So where we give out our awards the Odessa Steps Award for the best scene. I've got the first scene of the movie where little boy Lou Gehrig climbs under the fence trades some baseball cards by the way they were tobacco cards I don't know if you caught that but those old baseball cards didn't come with bubble gum they came with tobacco I don't know where Lou Gehrig got those maybe he's not so good I should have mentioned that no
0: but his dad was a smoker
1: okay if you say so the second scene I've got the hospital scene with Billy and promise of the home runs. And the third nomination I have is the final speech scene. You got any other nominations?
0: No, I think you got everything. Okay. And the kitty goes to the last scene with the speech.
1: Okay. I think it's a good choice. This goes to Eleven, the award for the most over-the-top moment. Okay. (laughs) I got two nominees.
0: I think I know what two they are.
1: Obviously everything with the mom, but I'm not even going to nominate that because I have two really good ones.
0: I think I know what they are.
1: The one where Lou dives over the table at the fraternity house. Or holding a flower. (laughs) And then the other one I have is when Bill Dickey just hauls off and punches a guy (laughs) right in the face.
0: Can it be a tie?
1: (laughs) A tie? Yeah. Do you have any other nominees? No. Those were the ones that I was thinking of too.
0: It's a tie,
1: it's a tie, so yeah. are you even gonna give out the Katie?
0: No, neither of them get it That's mean. We have a limited amount of trophies,
1: okay <laughs> no. We gotta up our podcast budget to get more trophies. The Thomas Mitchell Award the award for the most delicious side in the movie. I've got three nominees. I have Sam Blake, the writer, which he was awfully chummy with the player. I mean, he was really involved in his life. He probably wasn't keeping that perspective and distance that a journalist should have, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Okay, but besides the point, I've also got Papa Gehrig.
0: And <laughs> he was really funny. He was,
1: he was funny. And my third nominee is The Bambino, The Sultan of the Swat, The Babe, George Herman Ruth. There's
0: not, there's no like. I didn't even have to think about this one. The Katie goes to Papa Carrick. <laughs> All
1: right. It's the pictures that got small. They work for the best quote. I only have one nominee. But today, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Dare you make another nomination? Nope. <laughs> okay. The
0: Katie goes to the luckiest man alive quote.
1: Okay. All right, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who's the winner of the movie? Kleenex. For all the hankies.
0: Lou Gehrig, because he lived a very fun and fulfilling life.
1: Oh, that's really sweet.
0: Don't you feel bad for making a joke?
1: A little bit. (laughs) Half a dozen eggs, 0 to 12, best montage. We had two montages here. The first one, Lou Gehrig's face is ghosting over scenes of baseball being played while he's not playing. He's <laughs> learning, though. Zero to 12?
0: Five.
1: Okay. And then the second montage is basically his entire career. <laughs> From that 1928 World Series up until the the, the day he retires, gets old and retires.
0: A four because it didn't have any music in it. Memorable. And it didn't show him getting better to him getting worse.
1: Ooh. Well, it didn't really show him at all, did it? Hardly. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't really any baseball. It was just like years flashing by. Yeah. <laughs> and some random scenes of some kind of baseball happening. I can't believe you gave those that high of a number, by the way. It's pretty high, but it's your call wanna have a catch zero to ten cryability seven seven yeah. just a seven you pacing yourself yeah <laughs> you don't wanna go too high because you mm-hmm. wanna leave room
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, which moment was the worst for you?
0: The last scene with the wife
1: with the wife standing like there
0: yeah. that's really sad.
1: It's the quote that gets me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Should this movie be remade? No. No? Well, you couldn't get the babe in it.
0: I think that they did a good job.
1: Could it be remade?
0: Yeah, but it wouldn't be as good. Maybe they could, um, like, show a little bit of back then and then show, like, the impact that he's made on people now, like the Ice Bucket Challenge and stuff.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Interesting angle. But there's no way they'd make Lou Gehrig that perfect and pure. They'd have to find, like, a downside to Lou Gehrig. Yeah. And hopefully they'd make Mom less creepy if they made it today.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) What role would Chris Pratt play in the remake? Lou Gehrig. Oh, you'd put him in the starring role? Yeah. Lou Gehrig? Mm Mm-hmm. There'll be a reach for him. Play someone, you know, so serious and subdued.
0: Yeah, but maybe it could be a little funnier.
1: <laughs> okay. It would be a bit more fun movie. Yeah. With Chris Pratt as Lou Gehrig. All right, that's a wrap. Brief takeaways from the movie. I would say that this is a fine sports movie. It is, um, it's a little dated, uh, but it does keep the pace up. And I think it's a good movie. And if you're a baseball fan, and especially a Yankees fan, you have to watch this movie. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think it's a really good movie, too.
1: <laughs> Do you recommend the movie? Yeah. For whom?
0: Mm, Yankee fans and baseball fans. People who, yeah.
1: yeah. Of all ages? Yeah. All right. Say, so that's rap, Katie.
0: That's rap, Katie. <laughs> This episode of My Fair Katie was written and produced by Scott and Katie Shimmicks. A special thanks for our music to Mario Chardy Esquire, the best IP lawyer on this side of the Hudson.